Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, Scott Zolak, Patriots color analyst on their radio network, former quarterback, of course. Scott, good morning. Thanks hey, for joining Scott. us. How are you? What's up, man? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Everybody man. Good? Yeah, yeah, everything's really good. And I, uh, to me, uh, people are making a huge deal out of this Guerrero not being allowed around the the facility as much, not going on the trips. Of course, Brady's trainer we're talking about and Belichick sort of banning him. Uh, is it a big deal to you, This, this the new rules for Guerrero? Nah, not as long as uh, the team plays well and there's no risk within. And obviously, I think some lines have been drawn and – you know, I don't know if this is a rift with the medical or, you know, you have an issue with another player, but, I mean, Thomas used Alex forever. Um, he can just still, still see he plays at such a high level. You know, and that's his new lifestyle. That's uh, I think that's going to be the next phase of his life after football is to, you know, how he's going to take care of his body and sort of teach people the way that, you know, he can still do it at 40. Scott, what's Alex Guerrero's official role with the Patriots? What does he do? He doesn't really have an official role. I mean, he's not listed on anything. He's been on the sidelines. He's traveled with the team before. But he's just Tom's personal assistant. And uh, I don't know. I guess you could call him his, uh, his masseuse. If if Brady likes this guy and they've got a you know business plan together and life during football and after football, what, what do you think led the Patriots to say, with all that being said about these two guys, it's best if we leave this guy behind for games? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, you know, when, when Tom's right, everything's right, right? Yeah, that's what I would really think. don't want to disrupt that. You know, it's just the rhythm. He's so maniacal, his approach. You know, he's there at 530 every day. Um, he's beating all the young guys in, and he's still doing this, and he still has that fire. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's if you've got other guys going to him and using him and then maybe coming back into the building and said, Thing, that I don't want to do A, B, C, or D because this guy said that it would benefit me to do it a different way. I think that's where you would have an issue. I don't know if that's the case. You know, you just have to assume because, you know, obviously he's still allowed to treat Tom and deal with Tom, but I just think he's he's pulling back on taking care of some of the other guys. You mentioned as long as there's not a rift there, then everything should be okay. Sure. Uh, I can't imagine that these two, with all the time they spent together, that this would be that devastating to Brady where you would hold a grudge against Belichick. They're too close to have something be driven between them, especially at this point in the season, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been around these guys for a long time. All they want to do is win, and it's just win at all costs. I just think it's Tom looking for that extra edge. You know, not that he's taking anything or doing anything, but – Hey, you know, at 40, when you take hits the way he does, you know, you're still sore on Wednesdays, Thursdays. And it's just the ability to flush those muscles out. And just if you mentally feel better, you guys know, like, you know, when you get out of the shower in the morning, nice hot shower, it wakes you up, it gets you going. And I'm sure, you know, if anybody's had a massage, I mean, you, you feel pretty damn good coming out of there. Scott, is this Belichick's decision or Kraft's both? Who do you think made the ultimate call here on this guy? I think Bill makes all decisions. Well, that answers that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is Bill's team, and 
if things are going to be done, Bill's going to make every single decision regarding it from a football standpoint. I think you know Mr. Kraft's done a really good job with the family allowing you know Bill to to run things his way, and I think they have a great working relationship and respect for each other. Scott, what do you make of the Steelers fans out there who are saying the reason why they lost the game is because of the ridiculous Jesse James call? I feel like the Steelers got robbed in that game on Sunday. Is that fair foul? Should they feel that I way? Mean, <clears throat> They've been calling it that way now for a couple of years. It's you know, you, if he was making a football move, and I thought initially it's a bang bang play for me. We're all taught at a very young age. My dad was my coach. Hey man, when you get that ball and you're near that goal line, break the plane. All you got to do is break that initial plane, and then everything's off the table. But we had this situation in the Jet game where Malcolm Butler punched the ball out over top of the pylon. The Patriots ended up getting the ball on a touchback instead of it being, <clears throat> excuse me, a Jet touchdown. And I mean. You look at the Des Bryant play, you know, the playoffs up there in Green Bay. I thought that was a catch. They they want to take the human element out of it, you know, the indecision or the error there to where it's so black and white. And I just think, you know, we got to train young players that take care of the football, make sure you secure it when you go to the ground. Because anytime you hit that ground, that ball comes out, that's going to be an incomplete pass 100% of the time. They got the rule right on the call, but I just – you know, being a football guy, I just think that's a bang-bang play. Gio Jones, it's Scott Zolak of the Patriots Radio Network, former Patriots quarterback. Uh, how do you look at the Steelers? you look at them as a real threat or a team that's just never going to be able to get over the hump against the Pats? No, I think it's a two-team I think it's a two-team race in the AFC. I think it's New England and Pittsburgh. I got a lot of respect for Pittsburgh, you know, with the quarterback, you know, been through for 500 yards the week before. And they just have such good skill people. Um, they're doing some things different. Uh, defensively, but not a ton. Um, I think the front is better than the secondary, but I think I think Pittsburgh's got extreme high end talent. They could they could beat you any day, and uh, whether you have to go back down there, whether they're going to have to come here through the playoffs, you know, you know, we'll talk about it that week. But I think Pittsburgh sure as heck has a, has the ability to beat New England. Scott, the way they handled those last couple plays after the Jesse James call got overturned, you put that on the coaches, you put that more on the quarterback. Ben said. They didn't have two plays ready when they took the field after the call got overturned. To me, that's more on the coaches than anybody else. What's your spin on it? I mean, you got a quarterback that's played a ton of games, too. I mean, Ben's a veteran. He's got to understand that situation. We would practice that back in the day with Parcells and Belichick. You know, it's that fake clock play. And the problem I have with it was where it was thrown, you know, in the middle of the field. That should probably be a fade route so that either your guy gets it or nobody else gets it. Back corner of the end zone. Make a great catch where it's getting thrown out of bounds. And I think that takes some of the air out of it. I put it on Todd Ailey and, and Roethlisberger. I think, you know, Tomlin was hurt saying, hey, guys, I want to do one play here if this thing does not get overturned. We, we, we want to take one more shot at it here uh, before we kick that field goal to go to overtime. Because really, I mean, worst thing that should happen down there is you go to overtime. Yeah. Did you see Garoppolo being this good this quick for the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy's good. He's a different player than Tom. Um, but he's real compact. The ball comes out well. He's a good learner. It's just, you know, when you go in there midseason and hurry up and try to pick up a different offense, um, you know, that's a tough thing to do and to have that type of impact. We always knew Jimmy was going to be good. Um, but you know, I go back to August when it was Brady, Jimmy, and Brissett, you know, here in camp. And now you got all three guys starting for different teams in the league. So they, they've done a pretty good job addressing that position, but you can't keep everybody on the same team. The money just doesn't work. Scott, what's the Patriots' one Achilles heel? What's their weakness? Third down defense right now. 
you know, the ability to get off that field, uh, whether it's third and six, third and seven, third and ten, third and one. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, I think they were uh, 11 or 14 at one yeah. point uh, in that game. And, you know, just couldn't take their uh, foot off the gas. And that was, that was part of the problem. But I think right now third down defense for New England is a problem in injuries. They, I just don't think they can survive any more injuries at any position. Do you think that if Chris Hogan doesn't get right, that's going to be a big problem for them offensively? Because I see when, you know, Gronk's out, that's a big deal. Uh, but the Hogan injury, I just feel like when Hogan's out, Cooks just becomes a better player. Uh, is that an injury that you're going to keep an eye on on, on offense or not? Yeah, cause Chris is a really good possession guy. Uh, and he's, he's a strong receiver. and He'll fight for the ball. It's just when you have everybody out there, it takes, takes the pressure off everybody else. You know, all of a sudden, Cooks, becomes your three instead of your two. Right? The big one, though, is Kronk. And we saw that you know, when you didn't have it in Miami and how that affects an offense and coverage. Um, but when you have Gronkowski, Hogan, and Cooks out there, especially the two backs, uh, Deion Lewis and James White, you can flex either of those guys out. And both those guys can run routes as receivers. and They're tough to cover when they're at full health, and I think that's the biggest thing moving forward. Scott, do you hear that story about a Pittsburgh radio host that said Brady was basically Barry Bonds and Lance Armstrong? Did you, did you hear about that? I, I kind of heard something about that. I mean, we, we've been hearing that forever. Yeah. You know, he was on the, what, in his uh, Rolodex and all this and that. They're from yeah. the same damn high school out there, you know, San Mateo. Um, I don't know. When, when you're that good, people are always looking, you know, to do something to whack it out. And yeah. uh, you don't put much stock in that. Scott, thanks for the time. Thanks, As always, Scott. we appreciate it. All right, guys. You guys have a great holiday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.